it's the end of the school year, you've made it, and you probably are feeling every kind of emotion, right? From exhaustion to excitement that you made it through to exhilaration about what your kids did. And also a little bit of fear because now you have to think about that new school year and it can feel overwhelming and all of the things. So today I want to walk you through the four areas or categories that you can focus on to help you to have a great school year for the upcoming school year. So it's four areas that I think will be really helpful to reduce stress to keep you focused and to make sure that you have your mindset right around that upcoming school year. And you can do this all during the summer and you can do this whether you are taking a full summer off or you are schooling year round like we do and you just have small breaks. But these are the things that can help you to go into the new school year with success, with less stress, with your sanity intact. So let's do it. Hey friend, this is Catch Your Breath, the podcast for us to get real about both the ups and the downs of homeschooling, the stress that we all feel, but we just aren't talking about, and the mental wellness that we must have in order to sustain this journey. It's time to unwind, find your rhythm, and get some practical tips for making your homeschool and your life a little easier and much more enjoyable. Are you with me? Ready, set, breathe. Welcome to another episode of Catch Your Breath. If this is your first time joining, thank you so much for being here. And I hope that this is going to encourage you and help you to breathe a little easier and to not stress out about all the things that we can put on our plate when it comes to homeschooling. And if you are returning, thank you. Thank you for coming back. And I hope that this episode continues to bless you. So we are going to talk about the four areas that are going to help you to go into the new school year without the stress and the overwhelm that can come. And I like to just put things in categories because for me, it just makes it easier. It feels like if I can group them together and then sort them kind of look at it holistically as one category and then just focus my attention there. So we're going to spend some time just putting them into some categories and talking about some specific things to do in each of those areas. But before we get started, how are you doing? How has your week been? Uh, Are you taking a break right now? Are you still homeschooling? Are you taking care of yourself? Are you finding some pockets of time? And honestly, it's not even finding them because you can look and not find, um, but you've got to create them. So you're going to have to create some pockets of time. You're going to have to be intentional about determining when you're going to set aside that time to take care of yourself. And it can be challenging, but it is necessary. So I hope that you are doing that. And I hope that this time that you spend with me is the time that you can use to even refuel you and to, as the podcast says, catch your breath and just breathe through. So let's take a deep breath together, a deep breath, (laughs) a deep breath together. All right, let's get started. So today we're looking at the four areas and 
I have grouped them in a way that I think is easy for you to remember because everything I do on this podcast, I want it to be where it's a simple stress fee. It helps you to just implement the strategies and most importantly, that it's something that just kind of comes to mind quickly and you can just think about it and then implement. So the four areas you're going to focus on are yourself, your child, your previous year, and your upcoming year. That's it. Those are the four areas. Now, there are some things within that. So it's a little more, uh, there are a little more areas within that or focus points. But that's the part that you can ask yourself if you have done. You looked at yourself, your child, your previous year, and your upcoming year. I always say start with yourself because so often we start with our children And if we do that, we actually are kind of doing it backwards. And that's where the frustration is going to come because they're going to be okay if we're okay. So when you start with yourself, you want to start with your spiritual wellness. When we're talking about your spiritual wellness, I'm really looking at, we have to look at what is fueling us. And the only thing I know that truly can fuel fuel us is that time with God, God's word. And so spending that time to really make sure spiritually you are okay. So when you think about that in terms of your homeschool, you want to ask yourself some questions about what it looked like in the previous year. How much time were you able to spend with God? And listen, there is zero guilt because if you really think about this there were some times where you maybe were able to spend more sometimes you were able to spend less and you honestly could have gone through a season where this was your five minutes your 10 minutes whatever it was it isn't so much about the time yes we definitely just don't want to throw in little snippets of time but depending on your situation whether you have a newborn whether you were traveling a lot whether you were working and homeschooling all of that is going to play into what it's going to look like or what it looked like for your family so you just want to spend some time thinking about what did it look like that reflection once again i'm big on reflection right <laughs> she named the podcast reflect <laughs> right because it's always about reflection but you do want to reflect on what did your spiritual self-care look like and most importantly how did it affect you so you're looking at it to determine was it enough because if it wasn't enough to really sustain you through the school year sustain you through those days then we're going to want to increase it and we want to look at what were the barriers that kept me from really giving the amount of time that I needed or the effort because it may not necessarily be the time you may have carved out 30 minutes but in that 30 minutes you felt like I didn't actually spend time focusing on God I spent time focusing on what I didn't do and just all of that so that's key is that we want to look at what did it look like and did it serve us was it beneficial to us and at any time with Christ is beneficial but you know when you feel that yearning to get closer to him and to feel like you know what I didn't have enough time to get into the word and so just be very honest with yourself nobody has to see this but you so you want to look at that piece that spiritual self-care and then you want to look at your overall self-care one of the things I believe is that all of who we are holistically makes up ourself, right? So we talked about that spiritual self-care, but you also want to look at your physical, your emotional, your environment, all of those components. Look at that and say, how much time did I spend 
taking care of myself? Was I intentional about my self-care? Did I feel like that was lacking? And then what was the outcome based on that? Some other things you want to focus on in this area are going to be your habits. How is your commitment to curriculum, commitment to schedules, commitment to practices? How was your consistency around what you were trying to do with your routine, um, with any of those things? How was your connection with your child, with your spouse, with your community? Those different habits, you want to look at what are those things that if you've done this in the years before, what were those things you wanted to cultivate and did they happen? And if you've never done that before, just look at some of those areas where you wanted it to become intentional and habitual and and ask yourself, how did that go? Rate yourself on that. Give yourself a report card, if you will. I know the teacher in me is coming out, right? And then you want to spend some time looking at your capacity. Think about your capacity for last year and then think about, is there anything that is changing in this year that's going to reduce your capacity or it's going to um, expand it? So are you leaving your job? Are you starting a job? Is that something you feel like you need to do? You have children changing into a different grade where you're going to have to focus more. Do you have uh, children now that are moving into reading because... A lot of times when you have a child that you have to teach them to become a reader, that can take up a lot of your time. So you just want to think about your overall situation and determine what your capacity is going to look like. And that's key because if your capacity is going to change in terms of, you know, like I started working this year and started my business. And so my capacity to do certain things with my children changed. And while we it wasn't necessarily that I felt like I had to do a whole bunch of co-ops in the coming year. I need to look at my capacity as um, I continue to do more and determine, can I keep doing the amount of things that I did last year? And that capacity, when you're looking at that, is going to help you to make decisions about curriculum and schedule and all of that stuff. You also want to look at your frustrations. What were the things that truly frustrated you last year and what are the what can you make What changes can you make to that? Look at your stress level. What stressed you out? What caused you to want to to quit? Think about that because you want to look at, can I make changes to that? And then you want to look at your wins. What things did you do really well? And that you want to celebrate, that you want to repeat, that you want to keep doing more of? And then what are the skills that you might need to refresh Or what are the skills that you're like, the subject areas or those things that you're saying, I don't think that I'm the person that can do it and so I need to find somebody else. Or I just need to brush up on these. I need to get a little better. And that's what's so great about homeschooling because if you know, all right, somebody's coming into algebra and I kind of remember that, but I'm not sure, you know that's something that you're gonna need to spend some time during the summer. So you're evaluating, obviously doing that reflection and then kind of deciding what needs to change. The second area you want to focus on is your child. So you, you're focusing on you and then you want to focus on your child. You want to look at your child's progress. Where did they do really well? You want to look at where did they struggle? What were the challenges they had in those academic areas? But also 
you all, we look at the academics because we, we pay attention to that with the curriculum, but you also want to think about character because, you know, was there a transition in ages? So did they move from um, a tween to a teen or was there a difference in attitude? Was there a difference in motivation? Was there a difference in commitment? All of those things are going to play a role in these next areas that we're talking about. And so you just want to think about them. What did they love? What were the habits that you wanted them to cultivate that they didn't? Or what are the habits that you need them to cultivate? One of the things you can think about with your child is if you're, you have more than one child and one child you really see that they struggled in reading, you may determine that next year I need to focus and really hone in and get laser focused on teaching them to read. Well, that means with the other child, you may say, okay, so then the goal I have for them is for them to be a little more dependent in this time because I know I need to focus on them. It may be a situation where you're like, you know what? I know that they're moving into some harder math and they haven't gotten those multiplication facts or those addition and subtraction facts. And so I got to make sure that I focus on that. So you want to be looking at that and thinking about all the aspects of your child. Yes, you can think about their learning styles, but you don't even have to put it in a category in terms of are they visual or are they hands-on or are they verbal. You can really just think about how did they learn this year and how what was difficult? Did I have to repeat myself several times? Did I have to you know, pull out more hands-on manipulatives? They, they seem to grab this topic really easily, but not that one. It seems like they forgot many things that we talked about this one and I had to do it. Um, like I said, look at academics, look at character, look at all of those things, and even think about the spiritual aspect of it. Because remember, that is a key part. Just like you're bringing your holistic self there to teach, they're bringing their holistic self to learn. And so you want to think about all of those areas. And it can be simple chores like cleaning their room that they didn't do, chores at all, um, attitudes, all of that. So you want to look at yourself, you want to look at your child. Then you want to spend some time looking at your previous year. And the reason why I kind of detach your previous year from you and your child is because that's going to happen anyway when you're looking at it. But this one, I really want to focus on your vision for what you wanted your year to look like. And then what was the outcome? Did it look that way? And then you want to really subtract and say, so what actions was was I taking to make sure that it was aligned with my vision? Did I have this one thing that I wanted to do, but then I was doing something different? And that's key, once again, to that reflection. But the reason why that is so key is because sometimes we we want something, we want this outcome, but we don't take time to realize that we're not actually doing the things that are going to meet the outcome. We're doing things that are completely contradicting what that outcome is that we want so for instance sometimes you know as i'm speaking with some moms they'll be talking about wanting to spend more time with their children and just want to be intentional about that that time that they have with them that they're growing with them that they're just spending that family time but then when they look at their schedule they've got a co-op on every single day they have a sports they on every single and every other day they've got all these things outside of the home and there's nothing wrong with that but if at the end of the year you're looking and saying but the goal I had was us to be spending more family time and I don't feel like we are you have to say okay wait a minute have I been doing the things 
that are going to get me to the outcome. And it will, you will have to start with what the vision is. And then you have to just determine what are those things that will get me there. And sometimes you don't know what that is. You know the what, but you don't know the how, but you have to start with the what, right? You have to start with, this is what I want to happen. This is my big why. And then you can always get help and support around the actions. When you think about your previous year, you also want to talk, you want to look at your curriculum. Dun, dun, dun. I always say that with curriculum because I feel like that's the biggest thing most times, at least we think it is. And so you want to look, this is the time now to reflect what curriculum worked. Why didn't it work? What do we want to change? What do we want to keep? This is uh, right now, as I'm taping this, this is, um, convention season and so a lot of times we get excited about going there and seeing all the curriculum but we've got to do that work to say what didn't work what why didn't it work and what are the changes that I want to make if any Um, and then we want to think about how much did you want to accomplish like what was your vision in terms of how much you were going to accomplish or the goals that you have with with your school year, your child, your day, all of that? And did you accomplish that? And if not, why? You're going to do that work with yourself, with your child, with your previous year so that now you can do the big work for your upcoming year. And the upcoming year is where you are more than likely going to spend the majority of your time and rightly so. But I don't want you to to jump straight ahead to that before you've looked at yourself and your child and your previous year. Now, when you get to going into this new school year, and it's really great to spend this time during the summer. Here's my suggestion. It's only a suggestion. It's only a recommendation. Spend this time closer to the end of the school year or right in the middle of the summer rather than right when it's butting up against the school year. And the reason why I'm saying that is spend this time doing some of these things that I'm talking about so you can kind of take a break before you go to the final one. So I'm going to give you five five areas or five things to, to focus on for your upcoming school year. And as you're doing that, when we get to number four, hopefully between four and five, you can take a pause come back review one through four and then move into five and you'll see what I'm talking about as we go through this so number one pray 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 about your child pray about your year pray about yourself pray about your vision pray 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 center this in prayer I like to say be still and know that he is God. Be still and give him an opportunity to be God, to take everything that, and this is really great to pray before you do this, you and your child and your previous year, and all of this is not happening in one fail swoop, right? So I don't necessarily mean you just take one day, although you could, you could take a a week and go away and do it, or a couple of days at the library, you know, however you want to do it, Pray before you do all of that, but then pray before you start with this upcoming school year and pray about all those things that we've just kind of talked about so that you can get into this, this mindset that you're ready to move. And this one may seem like it is about the previous year, but I like to do it here as we're thinking about this upcoming year, just because we've had some time to focus on all of these other things. And so the second area in the upcoming school year that you're going to focus on is purging. Purge of, most importantly, 
the mindset, the negative thoughts, the limiting beliefs, those things that you tell yourself that are not serving you. Get rid of them. In order to do that well, I do believe from all of, I'm not a great organizer, I need help in that area, but from all of the shows I've seen where they're doing the organizing and they're getting ready to redesign and do all of that, they got to take everything out. So if you need to do that, put all that stuff out there. So as you thought about like what went on with yourself, with your child, with your previous year, hopefully you're going to see some things there where you're like, those. that was a mindset issue that I had and you just want to purge it. You want to get rid of that. You want to purge any curriculum that you absolutely hated and you knew you were not, you know, you're not going to use anymore. Now, if there's a chance that you're going to use it and you were like, I think I could keep it. But if you're just like, oh, I hated this, just, just get it out, sell it, gift it, do whatever you need to do with it so that you do not have to see that. It's going to make you feel so much better after you have gone through that previous year and looked at whatever papers you need, whatever documentation, your portfolio, all of that, purge the other things that you don't need. So you can start with the clean slate. It just feels better. And this one is hard for me too, because I have four kids and there's so many things and so many aspects of my life happening. But when I'm able to do that and kind of start with the clean slate, it works so much better. So we pray, we purge, and then we want to plan. We want to plan our goals because now we've looked at what didn't work. Now we want to plan our goals to see, okay, well, first we want to start with our vision. So look at your vision. What's it, what is always start with your vision. Even if your vision seems unrealistic, because sometimes if you don't think about what you want it to be, you may not realize that it's unrealistic. So just put it out there and then you can kind of go through there and say, okay, that's not realistic. That's not going to work. No, that's in utopia. And that's not where I live. And you've prayed about it. So Hopefully God's going to ground you in what you actually can do and should be doing. You want to plan based on that vision, your goals. What are the goals you have for your school year? What are the goals you have for your children? What are the goals you have for yourself? Then you've got that vision, you've got your goals, and now what are the actions? You don't have to write every single action of every single day. But you want to look at some of the things that you need to do to accomplish this vision because you want to think through. And what's great about this is if you think about these actions that you're going to need to do to be able to have this vision happen, then when you're trying to decide the other things to do, you can actually look at that list and say, that actually is not going to help me get to this goal and help me to get to this vision. So it's not that you can't do it, but you get to make an informed decision about if it needs to be done. Plan out your year. Decide your beginning of school, your end of school. Determine your breaks. Plan out when do you plan on taking breaks. Determine if you're going to be doing year-round schooling, if you're going to do um, longer schooling where you have a longer summer break. Determine how that's going to look. And when I say plan out your day, just plan out kind of the rhythm. What's the routine that you'd like it to have? Plan out your benchmarks and your progress. So you have some goal for, goals for yourself. You have some goals for your child. Determine how you'll know if you're on track for meeting those goals. We don't want to wait until the absolute end to then say, did we beat them? You want to have some benchmarks along the way. Just like if you're trying to go somewhere on a map and you have a GPS, you know where the end result is, right? But you want to know that you're going in the right place. So you're, you want to have some benchmarks for all of the goals. Every goal that you set, have some benchmarks. I know this seems like a lot of work, but it's really important to put in the work beforehand so that when you're in the midst of it, you can kind of just go back to what your um, 
what you've already written. You want to then, my favorite, plan out celebrations. Mini celebrations, big celebrations, end of the year celebrations, benchmark celebrations, daily celebrations, whatever it looks like. And if you're just new to celebrations, you can just do something at the end if you want. But truly, your celebrations don't have to be huge. So it can be simple things like, sometimes mine are just silly dances. If you don't know that about me, if if I don't have pain that day, I'm dancing. So I'm dancing. All right, so after you have your plan, then your purchase. Mm-hmm. Plan, then purchase. Because a lot of times we purchase before we've made the plan and we plan before we've reflected. Sometimes we just go like, oh, that you, you like that curriculum? I'm getting that. And then we're purchasing it. We're not going to do that. We're going to purchase, purchase our supplies, purchase our curriculum, purchase whatever those things are. And we're purchasing it, purchase, purchasing it, I cannot talk today, based on our plan. Okay. After you've done that, this is the time where if you want to, you can take a break and just kind of pause. You have that stuff together. You can breathe. You can maybe review it, look over again, see if you want to make any changes. And then you're going to move into the preparation. After you've done all of those things, now you're ready to prepare your space, to prepare your child, to prepare your mindset, to get yourself ready, which is why I say you wait until it's a little closer to the year because you want to prepare your support system, your husband, whomever you're going to need help with, whoever that is, prepare them. And then you want to prepare whatever your system is going to be, your routine, setting that space up. And I like to say that that's closer to the new school year because you're usually very excited about that. And you're like, let's go, let's do it, let's do it. So for the upcoming school year, you want to pray, you want to purge, you want to plan, you want to purchase, and then you want to prepare. So if you focus on that this summer, as you get ready, as you close out your one school year and move into the next school year, I think it's truly going to help you to not feel as stressed and to really feel like you are being intentional about how you're spending your days and what you're doing. And so you don't have to, you kind of flit around like, I don't know what I'm doing. You have a plan now. You know, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. And you can breathe a little easier. Thank you so much for joining me today on Catch Your Breath. I hope that this episode is giving you some practical tips and encouragement to help you to catch your breath and know that you can manage stress. You can have balance in your homeschool journey and you don't have to do this all alone. So, uh, (laughs) well, that's my cue. But if you enjoyed today's episode, would you consider leaving a review and subscribing to the podcast? Your feedback and support really mean the world to me. And if you haven't already, join my free group, Empowered Homeschool Mom, to find out how you beat burnout and be able to truly enjoy this homeschool journey. You'll be connecting with other like-minded moms and you get to share your wins and your struggles and receive exclusive content from me. So remember, leave a review, share with someone, and just let me know that this was helpful. Until next time, remember to breathe.